everybody, and welcome to Girl Club. You know where you are. It's one of those weeks where real girls are going to have some real talk about real issues while seeking to apply our real faith. And the real issues that we're that we've been dealing with actually since last week have to do with the current situation going on in the Gaza Strip between Israel and Palestine and Hamas, the terrorist organization that is engineering a whole lot of shenanigans over there. Um, so Nova Page, who, who you guys know, who's my sister in Christ, co-host here, part of the tribe, is in the studio with me. And we're going to kind of continue this dialogue that we started last week with Christina Reynolds, in which we're just kind of nailing our resident theologian on just some questions and some insight into what's going on. So right here beside me, join me <laughs> to have this conversation. Somebody that Nova knows already very well, my husband, Roger Charles, who's a pretty awesome theologian. Yeah. Oh, love you guys. Love you, Roger. Roger, thank you. Thank you. I mean, seriously. Love yeah. Love thank you. Yeah. Like, thank I you know for being here. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I, we get to steal you for a little bit of time and I'm grateful. So I'm happy to. So I just listen, Nova. So I want to like, so for all of you who are regulars here, whether you're listening or watching on live stream, Anna, who's behind the scenes, really and truly, who's the right hand in my ministry, who is our technical guru, who helps make these broadcasts happen, has a husband who's pretty obsessed with all of what's going on and end time prophecy. And since that's where we are, Paul, shout out to Paul Richards, he sent in some questions all the way to us from England, not from London, but from Nottingham, you know, where Robin Hood is from. And and I love these questions. And Roger, you, you got to really pay attention because these are pretty deep questions. So we're going to start here. Number one, I've heard that Hamas issued a statement saying that they carried out the terrorist attacks for two reasons. Number one, to prevent Israel and Saudi Arabia from signing a peace agreement. Number two, to prevent Israel from sacrificing the 10th and final red heifer, which will then mean that the Jews will believe that their priests will be able to be ritually clean and so offer twice daily sacrifices on the Temple Mount. Is this true? And if so, is this a strong indicator that Daniel's 70th week will be beginning soon? Whoa. You, you want me to answer that fast? Well, all right. So here we go. Whoa. Most people don't know what Daniel's 70th week is. Um, so I'll come back to that in a minute. Second of all, um, the first of the two statements, I believe, is correct. Hamas did have a statement about wanting to upend any peace agreement. But the second reason. Uh, I have not heard, and nor do I think that's correct. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, the second reason that they published, uh, if I remember correctly, was to uh, get all of the Arab nations joined together in their cause. In other words, Hamas already knows that, first of all, they have a philosophy. 
it takes 900 years to wipe out Israel. That's fine. And people have to realize that in Islam, the only guarantee, guarantee that you go to heaven is if you die in a jihad. So um, I don't want to get all into that. Like I said before, run, read the book, Son of Hamas. Um, please read the book, Son of Hamas. But uh, and you'll start to understand these things. But um, uh, back to this. So remember, your only guarantee that you go into heaven is to die in a holy war. And Muhammad did not define what a holy war was. So whatever a holy war, it's been interpreted a lot of different ways. Um, so now, one definition pretty strong definition among muslim scholars is that a holy war is when a area that's controlled by muslims is attacked is attacked that is a holy war so they started a war so they would be attacked is what their their second goal was in the Jews attacking a Muslim-controlled area in a war, technically, other Muslims should come aside alongside them to defend them in a holy war. Okay. So they believe that other Muslims, if they're good Muslims, they would want to go and defend them in this holy war and, die, and even die because that's a guarantee of going to heaven. Yes, and... And of course, like I said before, what we're seeing in the news out of Palestine, out of Gaza, I keep screwing that up, out of Gaza, is the reporting of the Hamas. The Hamas are in control of everything, including the health ministry. So when you see something from the Palestinian health ministry, it's just Hamas. So Hamas is reporting, you know, deaths and all of this. And you don't know if you can believe it it or not, but the Arab world does. Um, by the way, Al Jazeera accidentally um, filmed uh, Hamas operating out of a hospital. They're not supposed to show that, but they accidentally showed it on Al Jazeera. Jeez. So they even showed it themselves that the Hamas military is using hospitals for cover. So anyway. What about, okay, what about the Daniel's 70th week. What is Daniel's 70th week? So in the book of Daniel, there is a prophecy given to him by the angel Gabriel. It's about 69 weeks of years. So a week in the Old Testament can be seven days, or it can be seven months, or it can be seven years. So you have weeks of days, weeks of months, and weeks of years. In the book of Daniel, it's 70 weeks of years. And in the book of Daniel, he, he breaks it up between 69 weeks and then a 70th week. The 69 weeks lead up to the Messiah. Jesus, when he presented himself on a donkey to Jerusalem, was to the day 69 weeks of years from the order to go back to Jerusalem 
out of Babylon. So that prophecy was fulfilled when Jesus rode back into Jerusalem to present himself as Messiah. Then there's a gap between the 69th week and the 70th week. And the 70th week is the final three years. Three and a half years of peace, three and a half years of judgment. Okay. Now, Paul asks the question in an interesting way about all of this, saying, is what we are seeing the lead up to Daniel's 70th week in which two out of every three Jews will be killed rather than just the one in three that we saw in the Second World War? Yes. Wow. And so I'm going to say it like this. The 70th week is the final seven years. The last last uh, girl club that I did with you, we talked about the war in Ezekiel. War in Ezekiel, at the end of it, it says, then Israel is going to turn and serve him. Right now, Israel is predominantly atheist. They're, they don't believe that the Bible's true. Right. They don't believe in God. Most of Israel, right, does not believe in God. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's true. Well, I know they don't believe in Jesus. No, they don't believe in God. How could you even be from Israel and not believe in God when everything around you is a tribute to God? It's true. Let's just skip that or we'll get bogged down. Okay. Okay. So Israel is primarily an atheistic state. The Orthodox Jews have a lot of power. And that's why they're still observing the Sabbath and so on. It's also why you don't see much of them following the law. So back to what we're talking about. I believe the battle, the war in Ezekiel 38 turns them back to God. So the battle that you're referring to in Ezekiel 38 is the battle of Gog and Magog. Well, there's two battles of Gog and Magog. You're kidding me. No, there's the Ezekiel 38 one, and there's Armageddon. Okay, so what do you believe Daniel's 70th week is the lead up to? No, no. Daniel's 70th week is the final week before Jesus returns. Okay. so Now, let's break that up. There's two Jesus returns, in a sense. One is he comes to gather the saints, what the church popular uh, calls the rapture. And that's the one we're to watch and be ready for, because no man knows the day or the hour. Okay. Armageddon, we know the day and hour. Once the seven years start, it is spelled out in days. It's spelled out in years. It's spelled out in months and days. It's spelled out in every way possible in the Bible to count those days, literally. So when Jesus returns during Armageddon, we know exactly when he's coming. What do you mean? When he returns during Armageddon, we know exactly when he's coming. Yeah. If he's already returned during Armageddon, he's already there. So of course we know he's coming. Nope. You're not understanding. Armageddon starts without Jesus being there. Okay. No. Okay. So you said it confusing. So Armageddon starts 
And then we begin to count the number no. of days. No, you got it wrong. Okay. Ezekiel 38 battle happens. We believe that the Jews will turn to God because Ezekiel 38 says so. Which Ezekiel 38 battle? The first one or the Armageddon one? There is no Armageddon one in Ezekiel 38. Only the battle before that's supposed to happen at some point. That's the one between Gog and Magog. That's the first one between Gog. No, Gog is the leader of Magog. Okay. That come to attack Israel. Okay. That's oh my a God. War. It's not the end of the world. Oh my it's God. Like a war. I don't know about you, but I'm so confused. <laughs> there is a war coming up. Yes. It is not the end of the world war. Yes. It is just a war. Okay. Gog and Magog will be part of it, Russia. Okay. It's just a war. Okay. But we believe at the end of that war, Israel will turn and not be atheistic state anymore, but they will turn towards God. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair Some enough. of them will turn towards Jesus, but that's another. All that matters is they turn towards God. Okay. They're not atheists anymore. Well, if there if there's a this major of a war, it's like there's no atheists in foxholes, right? Right. So this is sort of one of those wars that basically shakes people so much they turn and they go back to God. Correct. That means they can go nowhere else because man likes to go everywhere before he goes back to God. So that okay. first battle, let's just call it battle. Okay. Is not Armageddon nor is it necessarily part of Daniel's 70th week. Okay. So there's a lot of technical stuff. It could be. It could be part of what leads, like it could be the start of the seven years and what draws the Antichrist to power. But remember, the Antichrist is not revealed till the midpoint, three and a half years in. We won't know for sure the Antichrist until three and a half years in. I think we'll have a lot of clues. And I don't know if we'll be here because the Lord may take us out before all that in the rapture. Right. At the latest. I hope so. You uh, know, only, at the latest. I hope so for me. The Lord takes us out when the Antichrist is revealed. That's Thessalonians. Okay. Well, we can't get into all this and have a short enough conversation. Okay. Well, I would have to be taken out because literally this stuff is so difficult to follow to me. I would be walking around in the middle of a nuclear like Holocaust going, um, I forgot. Am I supposed to go through that door all right, all right. or pray? And, what so am I Paul, supposed to do? <laughs> Paul asked um, very complicated, your average person question. He did. Uh, but, he knows the background. That's why he asked it. Okay. So, okay. So while we're, you're giving these answers. This bears a lot of, it yeah. needs a lot of fleshing out. So his question Lord. is, why don't the Jews yet possess the full land that God well, given? Well, that's sort of the, which is kind of, to me, the most important part of this whole line of questioning that Paul sent in, which I actually did in reverse, because he asked really the point of the question first, and then he asked all these technical details. I started with the technical details first, because honestly, I'm trying to get you to understand that they actually don't matter. What really matters to me is this, which is the first part of what he asked. 
why don't the Jews yet possess the full land that God has given them? Is it because of rejecting Jesus? No. Short answer. And I knew it would be. So. Do you want to know why they don't yeah. possess it? Yes. They never possess it. They've never yet possessed it. The whole thing, right, Roger? It wasn't there. Yeah, there was a lot more territory. They didn't a take. lot more. But he, but he says, why don't the Jews yet possess the full land that God has given them? And in the first place, they never got it with Joshua through their unbelief. So it is. Be, is it because of rejecting Jesus? No, it's because they didn't take it with Joshua. Because of their, oh my gosh, because of their unbelief. And God's promise. It's 12 o'clock. Wow. Yeah, they didn't take it because. In the wilderness. Well, no, but when they came into the land, they took part of the land. And then that was like, they okay, it's good enough. Yeah, it was enough. They didn't, they could, because they had to go and get it and they didn't take it. Correct? Yeah, that's right. Because it was promised to them, but they didn't take it. Why didn't they take it? There's, there's so much land. If you look at the original piece that was supposed to go to them, honestly, I was just looking at it the other day. I'm like, oh my goodness. And then there's like, Israel's right here. It, it's right. so small. It's shockingly small, actually. So because of their lack of faith, because of their unbelief, they have allowed, they took a little piece that they could comprehend and then they let their enemies set up all around them. Well, that's part of it. And that from a human point of view is the worst part of it. But that's not really the worst part of it. When God tells you to do something, it's for a reason. Now, he might not give you the reason. And if you notice when Israel takes over the land, in some cases, uh, they kill every man. In some cases, they kill every human. In mm -hmm. some cases, they kill every human and every animal. Why would God tell them that? It's when all the animals were diseased. It's when pedophilia was normal in the land. Now, we forget that all of these people, their lives are eternal. And God knew who was had rejected him or accepted him or whatever. We all are all going to die. And in God's economy, dying is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. You just graduate and go to the next level. But when the Israelites took over the promised land, it was 400 years after God promised it to Abraham. And he said, you don't get the promised land now. Their sins are not yet full. When Israel, or through Joshua, took over the land, it was diseased beyond repair. But it took 400 years to get there. If you have wow. dogs, if you have dogs, and you have one that gets rabies, you don't allow that dog to infect the other dogs. In fact, Rabies is so bad, you kill the dog because it's just going to kill itself anyway. And it's going to be a horrible death. It's better to cut it off with a gunshot. So 
what God was doing was cutting off the diseased land. And in some cases, animals. Some cases, it was just the men were evil. Others, the men and women. Others, the men, women, and children. It wasn't that the children were evil, but they had been so abused and diseased that they had to take even the kids out. Now, God loves those kids, and every one of those kids went to heaven. That's not the point with God. This world is not it. That one is. Right. And we forget that. We forget God cares about eternity more than this life. Right. So but we they didn't take yeah. the rest of the land. And because they didn't take it, the rest of the land took them eventually. I mean, it's so deep to think about it spiritually. How how do we do this in our own lives all the time? How many ways do we not fully possess a promise that God is giving has given us? Or even when we think, we think he's spoken something to us that we're supposed to believe and receive in faith. And we do believe it and we receive it in that moment in faith, but we don't, then we question it. We we don't we can only receive a part of it. Well, and it's an act of disobedience, right? It's partial obedience. It's actually why Saul was replaced as king of Israel. Because he had only partly do God's will. Wow. Now, here's the thing about Israel. The land it possessed was good enough. Yes, it was. To sustain them, give them the land they needed, the crops they needed. And so they settled down with what they needed. But what they didn't realize, it wasn't what they ultimately needed. Wow. It wasn't even about their needs anyway. It was about a cleansing. And without that cleansing, they ended up worshiping the idols of their neighbors. Wow. So the purity of our relationship with God is what gets tested. Wow. It's heavy, isn't it? It's so heavy. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, That's literally. That's a good statement. Yeah. The purity of our relationship with God is what gets tested. And what does God say? That the testing of our faith is more precious than fine gold, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing can be compared to the priceless value to God of the purity of your faith. Oh my God. God. That's inspired. That is, that's, I'm sitting here and I feel like that inspiration to just like, like the, all I need is you, Lord, just you, right? All, all I want, all I need yeah. is you. Let's, yeah. let's just read it. Okay. Because yeah, it matters. All right. Yeah. You know, wow. This, this is first Peter first chapter. So you know this is important. You want me to read it? Yeah. So I can save your your voice? Right here. From chapter three. No, verse. that's chapter one, verse three. Stop. You're messing it up. 1 Peter 1, verse three. three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, 
that is into an inheritance imperishable, undefiled and unfading. It is reserved in heaven for you who by God's power are protected through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. This brings you great joy, although you may have to suffer for a short time in various trials. Such trials show the proven character of your faith, which is much more valuable than gold. Gold that is tested by fire, even though it is passing away and will bring praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. You have not seen him, but you love him. You do not see him now, but you believe in him. And so you rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy because you are attaining the goal of your faith. That is the salvation of your souls. Hmm. So this is the purging of unbelief. Right? Wow. 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 So it's the purging of, it's the purging of unbelief in Israel. It's the purging of unbelief in all of us. Every trial are, that anybody ever goes through is about the purging of unbelief. You said there's no atheists in foxholes. Right. Because what they're Wow. He said he reminded me of what I said. There are no atheists mm-hmm. in foxholes. Of when you're course about to die, you're praying. Of course not. Because you're at a point in a foxhole when you're under all pressure, all yeah. hell has broken yeah. loose, that at that point you're purged of unbelief and you start calling out to that which you don't even believe in, which is God. If you're an atheist, right, you don't believe in God. The, the saying there are no atheists in foxholes indicates that even those who don't believe can find themselves in situations where they sure hope that what they don't believe isn't even true. And that there is a God. You know, what's funny is when I was an atheist, I actually said a prayer to God. And it was, and if you're there, do this. And you know, what's funny is he did it. Well, I shouldn't even say he did it. He allowed it. And it was the worst thing I could possibly have. It, ruined, it was it was destruction. So what I asked for, I got, but it was destruction. And I didn't believe anyway. I still didn't trust God, even though I got what I asked for. That word purging of, un- purging of unbelief, it's like when I purge something, like it's nasty. You know when you like you're purging things from your house I've collected and Like how much unbelief have we collected that we need to purge? Well, notice how he uses gold. Have you ever seen gold purged? It gets so melted hot. This scum, this, this nasty layer of worthless scum comes to the top and they have to scrape it off, right? That's the purging. It's through fire. Through fire. Yeah, the testing. It brings it up. It brings up the gold that is tested by fire, even though it is passing away. Gold is passing away. What do you mean? Gold is not going to last. But he's saying even gold, which is passing away, is tested by fire. 
So such trials show the proven character of your faith, which is much more valuable than gold. Right. Because your faith lasts. It's not passing away. You know what's so deep, Nova, is, you know, like, okay, so, you know, we, well, to get personal, <laughs> right? Which you know, but all right, so we'll go here. Like, Rogers had six surgeries. We're, you know, we're looking at number seven and God's gotten us through all of it. And yesterday we were talking and I said, but I don't understand why. And you said to me, maybe he's testing your faith. And that, I mean, I, I, I didn't get it like I do right now. Cause my head is blowing open right now, <laughs> but I think it's like, he, he has spoken to me. He right, Exactly. For those of you watching uh, the live stream, you're seeing a head blown emoji. For those of you listening on podcast, you can't see what we're looking at, but it is very funny. And it's definitely made, feels like me right now. Now, wait a minute, Anna, did you make that? No. Yes. It's a new stream yard option. Yes. So, oh, it is. um, yes. Um, so anyway, just made it. I thought, I, oh yeah. Yeah. Anna original I thought right there. an Anna original. I thought that it was the meanest thing that I was like, how could God, why would God do that? Like, why would God do that? Why would, I, I, I mean, I actually, even now I'm like, well, how much faith do I need to have? And it's like, wow. Well, let me ask the question you're really asking. Until all your unbelief goes away. You're not asking the question, why would God do that? You're saying, why would he allow Adam to sin? That's the question you're asking. And the, you know the reason why. Because he gives us free will. And without free will, we don't love him. Right. So do you think the testing of our faith, just like the testing maybe of Israel's faith, even right now, to turn back to him has to do with, with him just wanting us to love him enough to trust him? No. So God sees the choices you're going to make and your free will and his love allows you to make them. Once in a while, God steps in, thank you, Lord, and stops us from doing disaster. But if he did that every time, we don't have free will. So when he allows people's free will to work, many times there's a disaster. I mean, let's face it, God allowed Hamas to attack Israel. He didn't stop it. People died. People are still dying. Now Hamas is going to die. So really tragic. If you think about it, God allowed the Hamas leaders to start a war that they're going to die in. Sad. But for us to say, well, God's judging the Hamas. Well, I guess in a certain way, but he's not the one killing them. They're getting killed by their own choices. By their own hatred of Israel whom they hated so much, they broke the peace treaty, barricaded into Israel, and murdered his, murdered Jews. Yeah, so let's call things what they are. You know, you might look at it as a judgment from God, but then again, you might just look at it like they got their own will done. Right. So. It's like you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Sure, of course. Wow. Because you are attaining the goal of your faith, 
And the goal of our faith is the salvation of our souls. Of course. Well, no, of course God's going to allow that. I'm speechless. It's so, so my, I have no words. I'm, I'm like, my head is just like. I know. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I, need, I need to process. So, you know, <laughs> I, need, I need to process. So I know. If, if anybody is interested, read Daniel chapter nine. It's one of the most epic chapters in the Bible. Daniel is in uh, Babylon. His people are in Babylon. He's dying because, you know, Babylon wiped out Israel and the temple. Um, and there is no nation of Israel. And he starts praying for the nation of Israel. One of the first things you'll notice is he's reading the Bible. Now, a lot of the Bible hadn't been written, but he's reading the book of Zechariah. And are actually, I believe it's Zechariah. Could be wrong. Could be Jeremiah. I think it's Jeremiah. Sorry. Anyway, he's reading and he's realizing Israel is only supposed to be captive in um, Babylon for 70 years. And so he starts, he's like, hey, 70 years about up. So he starts praying. And in Jeremiah, it says, if my people are going to pray. So he starts following what Jeremiah says, by obedience. It turns out to be one of the most intense prayers of intercession. Because Daniel starts praying as if he's the one who sinned. And he's not. In fact, all the sins that he prays to be forgiven, he, does, he hasn't done them. He hasn't done any of them. And when he finishes, Gabriel shows up. And Gabriel starts showing him the end of the world. And that's where the 70 weeks comes from. He talks about the Antichrist. And he talks about the return of Christ. He talks about the final week. Don't get confused. There's 62 weeks, then seven weeks, which totals 69 weeks. And that in Daniel, let's read it real quick. All right. We have three minutes. All right. For session today. Well, then it's, this is beautiful. So all right. So you're going to Dan, the book of Daniel. Yep. So 70 weeks are determined upon the people and upon the holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity. Well, we know who did that, Jesus, in everlasting righteousness, and to seal, seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Again, Jesus. Now, know therefore and understand that the, from the going forth of the commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem unto Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and three score in two weeks. That is 69 weeks. And the street will be rebuilt and the wall even in troublous times. After three score in two weeks, Messiah will be killed. It's actually capital punishment is what it says there. But not for himself. That's right. Jesus didn't die for himself. No. 
and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. All right. Who's that? That's the Romans. They'll destroy the city and the sanctuary. That happened in 70 AD. And the end thereof will be with a flood. It was a flood of blood up to the horse's bridle. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. Right. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. All right. So that's the final week. He's talking about the Antichrist. The one of the people that shall come. He stands in the temple. There will be a temple rebuilt. And the Antichrist will stand in the middle of the temple and he will declare himself to be God. That is in the middle of the seven weeks. In the midst of the week, he shall cause a sacrifice and oblation to cease. So three and a half years into the seven youth week, Antichrist shows up. So anybody that's worried about the Antichrist, don't worry about it. All right? Not yet. We got to get to this 70th week. We have to see some things first. Yeah. So the things we might see may be crazy, but we have to see some things first. Right. And and After 69 weeks, Jesus came. Then the people of the prince that will come, that is the Romans or Europeans, wiped out Jerusalem. All right. And then that started what's called the Times of the Gentiles. And that lasts up until the final week starts. Okay. I I hope the rest of you listening are like as blown away. I mean, literally, like this stuff just makes me like I need to sit and think, you know. And honestly, that that's I'd like to have Roger on as a guest because it it'll give us some stuff to sit and think about. Um, your homework is to read Daniel nine. Um, because verse 25 says, know therefore and understand. Yeah. So what's our job? So no one understand. So no one understand from the issuing of the command to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until an anointed one, a prince arrives. This is all going to happen. Yeah. Until the Messiah arrives. This is all going to happen. That was the first 69 already happened. So we have to, well, we have to know and understand all of it, you know, and it's interesting because in a time where people are reading the Bible less and less, no, it's like, it's like time to read it more and more. Yeah, you're muted, baby. Yeah. I honestly, it was funny. It was October 6th and I, my husband and I were sitting down to dinner. And after this, I have to let you guys go. But I, that night I felt my, I I told my husband, I go, I don't know what it is, but something is going on in this world. And I am, I feel more and more that all I, the the book I really want to be reading more is the Bible. (laughs) Like I just feel so drawn, like I'm grabbing all my study Bibles and uh, you know, uh, um, and I, I'm like, I just, I want to understand. And I, I think that's, it's not just like, I want to like memorize scripture to be able to say, I want to understand. 
So right. I think because when we understand, then we can move, I, I think, from a place more wisdom, right, and love. So yeah, I, I thank you for spurring me on today, both of you. This has been quite the experience and um, mind-blowing hour or w whatever we're at. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to go ahead and, and read Daniel. I've, um, I've been reading Revelation, but I'm very interested in getting, reading Daniel and Ezekiel and Revelation. So I have some things to chew on for sure. Anywho, love you guys so much. <laughs> oh, I know. Lo love you, love too. you too. It's some, listen, you guys, for those of you listening, I know this is kind of a different, a different session on Girl Club, but you guys picked some very deep things. Yeah. Yeah. But we want to know and we want to understand. And we hope that you want to know and understand. And I know a lot of Christians are really looking at the world and wondering, is this it? So every day we're a closer to the end, but every day we're a closer to the beginning because God's plan for us is a beginning, not an end. And that's where we'll end this week. Love you, No. Love you. From the real Thanks, girls Rob. having a real talk. Yeah. Always. Thank you, Raj. Always my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having helping us have figure out how to apply some real faith to some very real issues. Right. All right, guys. Until next week from Girl Club. We'll see ya. Bye.